so this is episode 100 and normally you know with the episode 100 they usually tend to try and do something a little bit grandiose but interestingly enough this one just has all the building blocks you know a little bit of love a little bit of sex and a little bit about relationships so at least we've tried to cover everything in it but let me just start from the beginning now the state of florida has set a limit for plastic surgeons who perform bbls to three surgeries a day to avoid fatigue now this was done about a month ago and when you kind of think about it it is very very wild because the thought that the doctors are being so overworked to give so many bbls to the point where the state itself is like you know what fuck this shit y'all need to reduce the number of people that are getting ass on a daily is wild like it's even gotten to a place where south florida has become the capital of the brazilian butt lift Like honestly after hearing such news I have one very interesting question. No, wrong question. Actually the question is what the fuck is going on with Brazil? Like honestly, how the hell is it that the US is beating Brazil in a procedure that is pretty much catered to Brazil because you know the name. It's a Brazilian butt lift. That seems a little bit odd to me. Although at the same time it might just be the fact that there's a lot of American women or maybe there's a lot more people that have confidence in American medicine to the point that they're like you know what I want an instagramable ass so badly that I'm going to go and get myself a Brazilian butt lift from the capital which is Bra- oh sorry sorry nope nope Florida Florida should be the place like it seems wild And I'm sure for a lot of these cosmetic surgeons a lot of these ones are deal with reconstructive and and plastic surgery like the idea of them trying to get themselves a girlfriend at the club and obviously these guys must be making quite a good amount of bank you know they go to a club they're trying to meet girls and all of a sudden they're meeting babes and they have like massive ass and like for them it's probably like horrific to an extent not just because of the bad procedures but the fact that these guys have looked at us for pretty much an entire day Like they've touched it, they've felt it, they've put whatever it is that's inside the next babe that's coming to approach them in that same ass. So at some point you kind of have to feel sorry for them because if anything, for me as an ass man, I kind of would hate the idea that I'd be responsible for putting fake asses in so many babes that I'd actually stop being an ass man anymore. Cuz you meet up with the homies and the one thing that they talk about is the one thing that you've been trying to avoid ever since you left work and the worst part about it is there's actually been an increase in the number of deaths as a result of injecting fat into muscle i kid you the hell not and these guys have to contend with the fact that yes there's babes that are dying from that shit but at the same time they have to continue doing such procedures for that shit because nowadays like every babe wants an instagramable ass and even though they'll be told that there's dangers to the procedure Apparently ass is more important than life because I guess ass is life. Like that's a mantra that I wouldn't mind standing behind. It's just that I don't think it's a particularly good mantra to stand behind when you are the one that is going in to give the ass. Just saying. Just saying. But anyways, all that aside, pun intended, while I wouldn't mind talking about ass for an entire day, there is an episode that we need to do which we probably should have started in our very typical fashion where I usually begin by saying Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is now starting to wonder if the word asthma is going to relate to breathing or ass, because there's clearly people dying from both. 
He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denverby. The show is to eat street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now as usual, if you know the drill then you can repeat it after me, if you don't know the drill then it's okay, I'm gonna repeat it. And if you do know the drill and you do wanna say it, it's just gonna ring in your head. And it's a very simple drill, it's how you can contribute to the making of this episode by contributing the various tweets that you find. And it's a pretty simple drill and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, if it happens to be a screen grab or a screenshot from Twitter, then the place to send it to is the DMs of at Breaktime on our side on Facebook and on Instagram as well and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, first of all, we need to start by celebrating one thing. This particular show has been around for a hundred episodes. And to be honest, it feels like such a long time ago, but also not too long ago when I started Tweet Street. And to see it move from me talking about OnlyFans being hacked all the way till sampling different people's thoughts and opinions on it is very, very empowering. Like it's a really, really good thing to hit a hundred episodes. Most series nowadays don't even go to 100 episodes. And to know that one show, not the entire podcast, one show has clocked a full 100 episodes on its own is actually a really good thing. And I appreciate each and every one of you that's contributed into the making of Tweet Street from the tweets that you send to some of the ones that you write, to those of y'all that have simply been listening and to those people that have been bringing other people in through listening to Tweet Street. I appreciate each and every one of you. It's been a good run. We still have more episodes to go and I appreciate each and every one of your effort, of your time taken to listen to this podcast as we continue to grow it. And I will definitely continue making more and more episodes of Tweet Street. So I'd love your feedback. I'd like it if you continue sending the tweets over so that I can handle them accordingly, like I like to say. And uh, mad thanks, mad thanks. Anyways, we need to move it on. We have an entire roster of tweets that are waiting. But before I get to that, I need to discuss a quick stereotype about guys that I feel like has been taken out of proportion and to some degree needs to sort of just be clarified for a little bit. Now, there's this thing that people always talk about. Oh, you know, men only think about pussy and men only just want sex. Which to some degree might be true if say you're a fine babe and I've been trying to get in between your pants. Maybe all I am thinking about when I'm talking to you is the fact that I'd want to fuck you. But it's not like that's a constant for every single guy at every single time. Hell, even in the same scenario I've mentioned, it's not like that's the only constant thing that's there. But it is a belief, it is a stereotype that is continuously pushed to people and it is something that is constantly being believed. Because I guess to some extent, guys can't really be anything besides the dicks and the fact that we want to nut with those dicks. Or maybe that's what they think. Now. A certain video popped up on my IG not too long ago about a woman who was busy talking on some podcast, I'm not particularly sure which one, and she was talking about how you should never leave your man without making sure he's nutted before he leaves the house. Now, this was a particularly interesting sentiment, so I'm going to play it for you, then I'm going to discuss how I agree with it, but why I do not agree with it at all. So, here it is. You should never leave your man without busting a nut. Let me turn your mic up a little bit. Before he walks out that fucking door, okay? Like, whether it's head, whether it's sex, when he walks out that door in the morning, he needs to have, he needs to be empty. He ain't thinking about nobody else, nothing else, 
Rick come fucking bitching at him at work. Nigga, please, my dick got sucked <laughs> this morning. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? My bitch got me. Okay, here's the thing. Now, I agree with what it is that she's saying because she is alluding to a very, very important aspect of a relationship that I guess maybe quite a number of babes ignore and maybe a few guys also ignore it to a degree. And that is the idea of sexual satisfaction. You know, sexually satisfying your partner and responding to not just your sexual urges, but theirs as well. Now, what she was trying to say about that was pretty good. You know, ensuring that your man busts a nut when he needs to is pretty good. The only problem is a lot of people assume that making a guy bust a nut all the time is going to keep them docile, which can be true to a certain degree, but I don't really think that it's the best option because there's different kinds of ways that someone can actually be sort of, how would I call it, sexually malnourished because there's the quantity side of it, there's the quality side of it, and hell, there's some people that are going to have the issue on both ends. Now, if you're emptying my, my, my testicles every single day and it's not great quality sex, but I just not because I guess it happens, then there's still nothing stopping me from getting a side chick because it's not like my testicles are usually empty the entire day. Like them shits are going to have sperm even within the first 10 minutes or some shit. So I can definitely go back in. So if another attractive woman who's promising to give me the ride of my life comes through, I might just be able to say yes. And that is what is looked at as a quality issue. Now, a quantity issue is obviously now you not getting or at least you not giving the sex as much as your man wants to, which can be solved with this. But it's also kind of trying to make it look like guys want to fuck every single day, which I don't think is particularly realistic for the largest population of us guys. Yes, there are times when even I as a guy might want to fuck like two or three times in a day, but it's not like I want to fuck every single day. The moment it moves from being an enjoyable experience and it starts becoming routine and almost like a chore, that's when it actually starts to lose its vibe and you start to not like it anymore with your partner. And I guess maybe for the sake of time, I could address this in a full length episode on Battle of the Sexes. You can hit me up if you want me to address this. But for the most part, I do agree that yes, you should have more sex or at least you should strive to meet your partner's sexual needs. But don't make this shit routine. Like there's nothing wrong with doing it a lot. Just don't make it routine. And remember that in as much as people want to have great sex a lot of times, you also need to allow the absence to make the heart grow fonder just saying but anyways all that said and done we have tweets to discuss so i might as well move it on so on to our very first tweet of this episode pussy is just like the club some folks get in free some wait in line some pay vip to get in and one nigga shoot it up fuck up the fun for everybody honestly i feel like this one is almost self-explanatory although if someone needed a disclaimer i might as well just add it here this tweet is not about clubs but for a bit of context i think this other bit where one nigga shoot it up and then fuck up the fun for everybody for those of you all that don't know shooting up the club means you getting a babe pregnant it's it's one of those things that i guess i learned after watching a couple of breakfast club interviews on youtube but yeah shooting up the club is slang for getting a babe pregnant and if anything, I feel like everything that's been said here is absolutely 100% true. Now, the only thing that I'd add is this actually also relates to the kind of value that people will give a babe. If you have a club where every nigga can get in for free, then you realize that you very easily start to get sort of cheapened out. Like people start to devalue you because 
anyone can get a shot because everyone gets to get in now obviously the way clubs work is some you'll have to pay to to get in and there's some that will wait in line and there's some that will pay vip and there's some that will get vip treatment and it is sort of the same exact thing you know there's some guys that will have to put money down so that they can get to hit the pussy uh there's some guys that will be waiting and they will be friend zoned and they will be sliding into dms and they will be trying to reach out to this babe time and time again but they will not get in or by the time they get a chance to get in it's like everyone's gone had all the fun and it's literally them checking in after everyone is done now of course the ones where you find that people have to pay to get in will sort of filter quite a number of people out because there's some people that do not believe in paying to get into the club now this place can be highly exclusive or it can just be looked at as a place for for people who have money to go and dump it but either way there's a way in which you will be perceived as a person when it's only pay to get in. Some people will look at you in some sort of a jealous manner. Some people might not like you all that much. And by people, I mean guys, because you have to pay so that you can get the pussy. Some people will call you a prostitute straight up. But at the end of the day, if that's your criteria, it can work. The only issue is money doesn't discriminate in terms of reputation. There's good people with money and there's bad people with money. And people can still fuck it up in there whether you like it or you don't so there's that now there's the vip ones where only a select group of people can come in but i've always found that the highest status of clubs and i'm actually talking about clubs clubs you know regardless whether it's a club with a bar and a lounge and shit or whether it's a country club or a golf club and shit i've always found that the highest status clubs are the ones which will have like multiple barriers of entry so you'll find that say in the case of like a golf club or a country club like Take, for example, Mudaiga Golf Club or Karen Country Club or some shit. You find that there's multiple barriers of entry. Yes, you can have the money, but that's not just it. You'll have to be vetted. And yes, you can be vetted, but someone else who is a part of that club will have to vouch for you so that you can get in. And those are the ones that you'll find will make such clubs the most sought after by the most people. Because at the end of the day, people want to be there and they want to be a part of the supposedly higher caliber of people, the elite people that are there. And as a result, will be willing to go through as many of those barriers, hoping to get a chance. Now, you can use that same exact philosophy when it comes to your pussy, ladies. Like, it's your pussy. You can do whatever it is that you want with it. And by all means, you don't have to take whatever it is that I'm about to say at heart. But when you kind of look at it, it's a system that does not discriminate based off of your money. So you probably shouldn't just base it off of that. But at the same time, it allows for only a certain number of people, people that would be perceived to be good people, people who would be perceived to be of a good level and beneficial to the club in and of itself that will actually get a shot. And in some way, you kind of have to think of your body that same exact way, because if anyone can get in, then who says that higher caliber people will want to get in there because it's not like the highest caliber of guys will want to go to the free clubs all the time they don't mind doing it once or twice but they probably don't want to be there with every other localized individual all the fucking time but take everything with a dash of aromat a pinch of salt and a massive spoon of pepper decipher it however it is you want and i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very next tweet of this episode do men ever look at other men like you're the reason motherfuckers think we ain't shit actually much as some people might think we don't a lot of us actually do 
like i've listened to my friends saying this i've listened to colleagues saying this and i can agree even from my own personal feeling yes this is something that us guys do and i'll even give you a pretty good example so i've been approached a bunch of different times by guys who have been accused of sexually harassing or at least sexually abusing another woman now normally what happens at least here in nairobi or in kenya or maybe a bunch of different places is you find that those guys if if the story is reported to a friend or two they end up being outed and blasted on social media and shit now some of them will reach out to me and they'll be like hey denver so apparently some babes are trying to bring my name down oh they're trying to kill my reputation over a lie blah 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 and the thing is i'm usually down to defending someone not if they've done the act but if i feel like there is some wrongdoing on the part of the entire thing because there's a lot of times when guys are falsely accused of such shit so i wouldn't mind using my platform my social media channels however small the followership is to come out and say that what it is that's being done is completely wrong but before i do such a thing i usually have to vet that information and interestingly enough I was talking about vetting in the previous tweet but yeah i usually have to vet that information i have to go ahead and try and do my own kind of investigation of that shit and interestingly enough in some of these cases i usually end up finding out that apparently this guy whether he did it or he didn't apparently there's a long list of babes that are like oh this guy is very inappropriate to me oh he does this and he does that we've tried calling him out on his shit i've i've even shouted to him about it but he usually just brushes that shit off and he acts like nothing's happened So at the end of the day I'm like honestly how the fuck do you expect me to defend you like it becomes a problem for me now to come to you as a man's aid and try and defend you yet there's multiple other babes who are coming out and they're saying you know what this guy is very inappropriate and whatever it is that he's done is probably true like the mere fact that there's more and more people that are actually giving the impression that you've gotten close to whatever it is that you did makes it such that even though I would try defending you the only thing that would end up happening is that it would actually hurt my image as a person and as a brand in and of itself so it actually becomes very problematic to deal with so I'm not going to lie there's a lot of times when I will see stories like this and a lot of times when they're true and I usually just end up saying inwardly on myself or maybe I'm with people I usually just end up saying these fuckers are the ones that make it so hard for guys like me to actually do my job it makes it so hard for me to exist in the world because as more and more women who are hating guys simply because they do not look at the perpetrators of these acts as perpetrators or as rapists or as abusers they look at them as men and that makes my job that makes my ability to stand up for men 10 times harder than it probably should have been and that's each and every time that it happens it just multiplies and multiplies but all in all it is something that guys go through it is something the guys feel not necessarily in the way that i do but it is something that guys actually do feel inwardly every single time that we hear such stories but all in all all that said i am going to leave it at that and i'm going to move it on so on to our final tweet of this episode there are women who are against cooking for a man before marriage but will still have sex with him make it make sense all right to be very honest this one's a burn like <laughs> yeah this shit is oh this shit burns like i know that it sounds very disrespectful to babes and it sounds like this baby is insulting but there's a lot of fact here 
I remember a certain babe busy talking about the same thing and what she actually said was, I find it very surprising and weird that babes will be very ready and open to making a baby with a random guy, but cooking for him is where they draw the line. Like it actually said something of that sort and it kinda hit me. Like there's a lot of babes who are like, oh I can't cook for that guy, is he my husband? Like, not in a bad way, but in some sense, it's almost like you're putting the ability to cook for a guy on a much higher pedestal than giving pussy. Like, don't get me wrong, I I can understand, you know, both sides want pleasure and shit and you know babes can be horny and everything. But when it gets to the point where someone is like, oh, I'm gonna get a kid and I wanna keep the kid, even though you know very well that this guy is not what you'd call reliable, he's not the most trustworthy, and even he probably has a baby mama or two or some shit, like, you're finding that some babes are still down to keeping that kid and, you know, listening to whatever bullshit he might give about him wanting to stay and be a part of the child's life. And yet you guys aren't even particularly married. You know, it's not like there's like a solid relationship even that's there. Like y'all can't even call yourselves like dating or being in an exclusive relationship. The guy probably even has you as just like one of his sneaky links and shit. And you're still choosing to have a kid by him. Like it seems very weird. And then while all of that's being said and done, the same babes are still gonna come out and they're like they want a high value man. And they don't cook for no nigga unless he's put a ring on it. Bitch, what? Like, honestly, to a certain degree, you'd kind of think that people would kind of value stuff kind of the same way it was back in the day, like a couple of decades ago, where cooking was almost like a normal thing, so it was considered like a non-issue, but giving pussy was where lines were being drawn. But apparently, it seems like right now, pussy is clearly something that anyone and everyone is giving, but cooking is where lines are drawn. Which I'm not gonna lie, it seems very odd, because one is supposedly supposed to be more special than the other. But then again, I might have this entire thing understood wrong. You know, kind of like the same way I said with the first tweet, I don't have a pussy, it's not my pussy, so I guess it's for you, the babe, to decide what it is that you want to do with it. But either way, I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open. On Twitter, it is at BagakaTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on IG, it is at BreakTime on my side. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and thank you so much for listening to this 100th episode and for 100 episodes. If you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly and I will catch you guys on the next break.